Howdy, people. Welcome to the XFL Podcast, episode number six. I'm running out of fingers. Uh, my name is Jonathan Risk. I am one half of your host, and I am joined, as always, by my general, MG Geek. MG, how are you doing today, sir? I am great, man. How are you? I'm good. Let's drop a bomb for MG Geek. Look, I got I got sound effects. Oh, man. You and your sound effects, I swear. Yeah, but... Uh, so, here. so it's been a good week. Yeah, it's been a good week. It's going to be a busy week this week. And I'm looking forward to getting getting going. We're going to pick some games, rap for a minute about some of the news stories, and uh, talk about some XFL stuff. You ready to start? As, as always, yes. Before we begin, you can follow us at XFL Pod on all social media. You can follow me at Official Risk. Follow MG Geek at the number two fight forever for our listeners, people now watching the video. And as always, we're presented by Habibi Clothing. Use code XFL Pod at checkout for 10% off of your order. MG. <laughs> the XFL made an announcement Monday. Felt yes, like it was kind did. of unnecessary, but tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, considering that uh, person that owns the league has had a long-standing um, relationship with, uh, uh, yeah, partnership. That's the word of Jesus with uh, <laughs> Under Armour. So uh, Monday, um, XFL announced an expansive uh, multi-year partnership with the uh, Under Armour, which Under Armour has been named founding corporate partner of the league, and then that, that includes um, they will provide resources, services. Support for XFL businesses, initiatives, including official uniform partner, as they've already had, uh, official sideline apparel partner, um, performance apparel partner, youth football partner, preferred footwear partner. So basically, you're getting hooked up if if you're an XFL player with all Under Armour. Mm. Yeah, so... um, And Dick Sporting Good is... Dick's sporting goods before we before we get into Dick's MG, I know you're very excited about (laughs) Dick's sporting goods. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Jesus, dude! Just 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 to harken back at the um, at the founding corporate uh, partner. Um, So what that essentially means is yes, Under Armour does have a uh, stakeholder share in the XFL. Um, doesn't mean they're going to be making any decisions. It just ultimately means that they helped with some of the funding to get the company off the ground. And if you've been paying under attention and not been living under a rock, it's not easy to see how that happened with the uniforms and everything else that's on field. It's all XFL related. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a monetary um, thing, but it does... Uh, lend to believe that the Under Armour uh, as a company does have some form of stake in the XFL. The one thing on this list that did stand out to me, and I want to get your opinion on this, is the official youth football partner. Now, that was interesting to me because it signifies that the XFL is moving, planning to keep this moving forward and having their own pipeline um, as far as youth football with NFL and play 60. So what, what are you kind of thinking with that? That one piqued my curiosity. I don't know about yours. Well, first of all, going back to the um, ownership part, it makes sense. Uh, they will benefit from any profits that the XFL might make in the future. Um, yeah. That's kind of the, that's a long play for them, of course, but that's, I think, where they're going with that. Um, as far as the youth yeah. football, um, I could see sponsored leagues um, – by like sponsored youth leagues by the XFL um, that aren't affiliated with any school or anything. I definitely think that's where the, uh, that's where they're going, you know, not so much like um, rival leagues, but like um, not rival leagues with like college, but maybe, you know, some of like those, those seven club leagues seven leagues. They have. Yeah. 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 Stuff like that. I can see them uh, maybe just sponsoring the league. You know, and it is helping providing support. And so that makes sense. That's definitely makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I am. I am interested to see if um, I know that I know they're not on the ball, um, but I am curious to see if down the line, if this extends to the football and like Under Armour starts trying to push football and stuff. But 
Um, we will keep our ears to the streets for more news on that as it comes available to us. Now, what MG was very excited for, Dick's <laughs> Sporting Goods is now selling XFL apparel online and in stores. Um, if you go to DickSportingGoods.com and just in the search tab put XFL, you get a litany of products, hoodie, t-shirts, hats. A lot of it is also the same um, looking type of gear that's on the XFL's uh their own website store. Um, but it is it is interesting to see it show up on Dix. I know Dix does a lot of stuff with Under Armour. Um, pretty much every Project Rock stuff that I've bought that wasn't a gift um, was purchased at Dix. It's one of the minus like Under Armour outlet stores. is one of the only places retail-wise or brick-and-mortar retail-wise that you can really pick up some Project Rock stuff, at least in my experience. Um, but MG, are you running to Dick's to get yourself some, or, uh, what's your team? Orlando guardians gear. I know you picked, uh, no, it's I, not my, oh man. <laughs> no, it's some Seattle sea dragons gear. And honestly, I like their gear. I got the same record. I, I probably won't, but I know where I can get it. And there's a Dick's here in town. So if I decide that I want to get some, I know where it is. So that's helpful. Do you visit there way. often. Um, I haven't been to a Dick's in a minute. Like, Rick, no. uh, I, I went, I've looked for, I actually looked for like shoes on, on one of their sites, not Jordans. Cause they don't sell the good Jordans on, on at Dick's. Look, <laughs> I, one thing I know about MG and I'll pull the curtain back people. When this man goes and he needs some sporting good needs from Dick's, he goes straight to the balls and then he goes and he picks out oh, some geez. balls. <laughs> <laughs> MG, tell me about the ratings from week from week two. All right, so I'm going to run through these, and we can just kind of give our overall thoughts on it. Because um, I heard some I heard some negative stuff from a lot of the sports media. So Seattle Sea Dragons, St. Louis BattleHawks averaged uh, 524,000 viewers. That was Thursday, and I thought that was a probably the best game but then saturday the night broadcast dc defenders and the vegas vipers the one that we all kind of poo-pooed on because of the field six hundred and five thousand viewers and that's combined with espn deportes uh then sunday the early game uh that was on espn san antonio and uh orlando uh averaged 781 viewers i'm shocked this was the this was the best turnout as far as viewership goes on this game and it turned out to be the uh um probably the worst of the games because of orlando um the <laughs> the houston roughnecks and arlington arlington renegades that sunday night i was on espn too and i think that affects some of these numbers too uh that was six hundred seventy-eight thousand. so that to me those are good numbers um i don't know what everyone else thinks but this was, to me, not a bad week. I know people were saying, oh, none of them got over a million. And uh, one of them, uh, the Sunday afternoon game, had the biggest turnout. You know what it was going up against? It was going up against the Daytona 500, and it still did fairly well. So I don't know. I, I don't know. That I'm going to say that these, this was a bad week in the turnout because I know there was a lot of uh, discourse. Um among people that follow that, that it was the, the, the ratings aren't good. So what did you think about all that? Mm. Um, I think everyone should take these numbers with a grain of salt. Um, and I say that for the simple fact that every single game is streamed on ESPN Plus and we don't get the ESPN Plus numbers. So yes. if you factor that in, I'm gonna... we could, the re, like I saw and I sent you the article um, and it was all about how um, – Danny Garcia is not a good promoter and is trying to rocket strap this version of the XFL to the rock. Um, and their promotion has been terrible Why compared you? to Vince McMahon's and yada, yada, blah, oh. blah, 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 and how the numbers are down and this and that. And I read it and the article had some valid points. I'm not going to argue that, but the fact that you're just, taking these numbers that were getting on paper from the uh, networks about their viewer numbers, comparing them to different leagues, different the same league under a different owner, 
three years ago, 2020, um, when those games weren't streamed on ESPN Plus. And if they were, it wasn't every single one, every single week. Um, so you're taking away some viewers right there. They Let's say that they're getting an average of 200,000 viewers on ESPN Plus, right? I don't have numbers. I mm-hmm. haven't asked around. But let's just spitball and say 200,000 viewers on ESPN Plus. Well, then that Brahma's Orlando Guardian game, that one's edging a million. You know what I mean? The the other two, uh, the Defenders, Vipers, and the Renegades um, Roughnecks games, those two are creeping up on a million. They're just shy. The only one that would be a disappointment would be the Thursday game. And, I mean, I'm not going to defend anything. And I said last episode that this was the best Thursday game we've seen of football. But even the NFL doesn't do good on Thursday nights. So no, if we're talking, no. if if we're putting it in retrospect, their numbers actually aren't that bad to what everyone's making them out to be. And I wish just people would stop just looking at these numbers with their blinders on and not looking at the whole field when you you have streaming numbers that aren't being accounted for. The other leagues didn't have that. There's things that aren't like one plus one does not equal two in this scenario. And I think people need to understand that and just stop worrying so much about the pass and failing grade. It's like they tell they told us in the military. Fun fact, everyone that doesn't know, I was in the military. And while you're about to do your PT test, your yearly or six month, however often you need to take it. They tell you don't focus on the passing time. Just go as hard as you can because if you're focused on the passing time, most likely you're going to fail because you're so focused on that number. So if we take a step back and just focus on finishing, being entertained, seeing some good football, watching these players improve week in and week out, instead of how many people were logging on to view XYZ, this, that, who has an ego, who doesn't have an ego, how they're promoting it. Let's just sit back. Let's enjoy the fact that we got some spring football that has entertaining games, minus one team, and let's just enjoy it. <laughs> it's football. It's fun. That's all I got to say about that, MG. I don't, you agree? I, I do. I got one thing, well, two things to add. Well, one basic thing, and that's that you got to remember there's two networks that really draw, and that's ESPN and when they're on ABC. None of the games are on ABC this week, and – just uh, out of just pure knowing that everyone has ABC. Um, I mean, most people have cable now. I know there's people that just get over the air and they might, they, they might watch it when it's on ABC, but that's it. Um, you know, so that, that uh, factors into this too. So there's that. Yep. Um, and they're not on ABC again until week six. So hang tight. Everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, but, but ESPN is still a commodity. I think that everyone knows and has and has access to. So, th- you know, those games will do well. And, you know, ESPN, doing it on ESPN2 having numbers is actually a good sign. So I think over time it will um, it will get better. Um, All right, MG, let's get into the passing leaders, the rushing leaders, and the receiving leaders for week two. Why don't you go ahead and start off by giving me the passing leaders? Where are we at? Oh, let's see. Um, Well, uh, number one, Ben DiNucci from Seattle. Uh, 82 attempts, uh, 466 yards, uh, and three TDs. And then Brandon Silvers, Houston. Uh, that's, uh, let's see, 70 attempts and 442 yards with four TDs. And then my new boy, <laughs> AJ McCarron, new boy. Uh, my new boy. Uh, so what was your big take of the, the um, quarterbacks this week? Um, honestly, I thought Jack Cohn had way more yards watching that San Antonio game live. Um I still don't know how A.J. McCarron's damn near putting up 400 yards when he only plays a half a quarter every week. Um, <laughs> don't want to gloss over the fact Efficiency. that you didn't mention that you didn't mention Paxton Lynch only had 215 yards on uh, 24 completions and 40 attempts. Mm-hmm. Um, we, are, we are on to the next week. We are just moving on. <laughs> I just, just want to make sure that, you know, where's that's, my, that's where's my men in black little, little thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
hey, I roasted him last week, so so I'm moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of Seattle has to figure it out. Like, I really want to take a deep dive and figure out what has gone wrong with Seattle over the past two weeks. Like, if Seattle completely mm-hmm. shits the bed this year, they go one game under 500, and like, I want to take a deep dive because there's no reason mm-hmm. you throw for 466 yards three touchdowns, and you get beat by a guy that threw damn near 100 yards less than you, and their rushing attack wasn't all that great. Granted, you threw the same amount of touchdowns, but I just, like, this is the second week that Ben DiNucci has balled out, and they have come away with only an L to show for. I will will tell you when we get to the other statistics here in a second, that you're going to be shocked when you see all who's at the top of that list, um, because they should be they should be just blowing people out, and they're not. And it's one stat; it's called turnovers. Let's do running backs. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our uh, our boy Arizona State's uh, very own Kalen Balaj, San Antonio Brahmas, thirty five rushing attempts for one hundred and four yards, no touchdowns. Um, the one thing that sticks out on this list to me, though, is in the top six, you have three people from D.C., which just kind of shows you how dominant D.C. is because there are two running backs and one of them's a quarterback. And it, even, it ain't even Derrick yeah. King. <laughs> like, the fact that what D.C. had, like, Abram Smith, 23 attempts, 100 yards. Raquel Armstead, 22 attempts, 87 yards. Like Jordan Tayamu, 76 yards. So you had three players almost hit 100 yards rushing. I don't know how the Vipers didn't get beat by more. I mean, obviously the weather and field condition, but Jesus. Right. Yeah, they were just Jesus. running all over him that day. Um, all right. Um, yeah, I don't. I, the running backs are very consistent to me. If you look at the top, they're all they're all within like between like seventy yards and a hundred yards. It was just a lot of uh, moving the ball around. Nobody, there's no real running back that's going to to me that's really going to break out and be like um, a superstar. Uh, you know, we might get the quarterback like uh, where Derek King down there. I think you're going to see his his rushing yards improve. Um, we'll see what they end up doing with him, but yeah, I think that it will definitely be, uh, uh, I think it's going to be in this range. I don't think you're going to have a, uh, a running back really. Cause they, for the most part, it's running back by committee so far, as far as I can tell. So, um, yeah, that's what I look at there. Um, all right. You want to hit these receivers before we do picks? Yeah. Let's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so who are the top two? Um, you just look don't at want the to top say those two. Top what two team names. are they from? <laughs> you just don't want to say those. Jacor Peterson. Names. No, I, I I'm setting up a theme here. I'm setting up a theme. Jacor Pearson, right? Uh, from Seattle, and Blake Jackson, also from Seattle. And if you look down, if you go down, the one that everyone thought was going to be the super stud of the league, jo- Josh Gordon, he's their third leading receiver last week, and with uh. And he only had like seven yards. And given they're all, they all didn't have a lot of yards. I think just the, looking at how many people Seattle has, what go, why sheet are you looking at? Because Josh, what mm-hmm. sheet are you looking at? Because Josh Gordon's definitely the second receiver. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was looking at receptions. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm looking at receptions. So his average is better. <laughs> yeah, but he's down on on our ranking. He's like seventh or eighth. Yeah. Mm. But, but yeah, no, I was, for whatever reason, I was looking at uh, Josh Gordon. Like, Josh Gordon was the fourth. Had, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're <laughs> Josh right. Gordon had 107, <laughs> had 107 yards. We'll just go over the numbers. So Jacor Pearson, 173 yards from Seattle. John Trey Kirkland, uh wide receiver from Houston, 122 yards. Sal Canella. Arlington's tight end, 108 yards, and then Josh Gordon, Seattle, coming in with 107 yards, and everyone else is below 100 yards receiving. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, once again, Seattle keeps rearing their head at the top of every charge, just like you hinted at. They keep rearing their head at the top of the turnover yeah, charts then, too, which is why they're. Oh, we don't too. have we don't have the defensive stats here of how many uh, turnovers they have, but it's it's not pretty, and it's yeah. the whole reason they're zero two. So yes, so that's but, the big takeaway for me. Is there anyone else stands out on that list? No, mm. I'm ready to get into scores or scores uh, okay. picking. I will picking say games. one. I, I will mention one thing. There's one tight end in the top, the top, and that Sal can't. Canella, is that how you say his name? Arlington, yeah, uh, yeah. 108 yards. Yeah, so uh, tight ends are getting are rearing their head, so that's good. Let's pick some games, yeah. shall we? Yeah, just to remind everyone of the score, and I'll put them on the screen for those watching. For those that are listening, we shout out to all y'all. I am five and three, and MG is uh, three and five. So, you know, if you are putting money on these games, who you should be paying attention to out of the two of us. MG, what's the first game? So, Saturday night, uh, we have the Seattle Sea Dragons uh, against the Las Vegas uh, Vipers, or Vegas Vipers, I'm sorry, at our um, favorite painted field in the world. Uh, (laughs) In front of... Uh, in front of 12 Vegasites. Uh, I don't know. God, I hope they do better than that as far as attendance goes. I mean, given the um, fact that I don't think it's going to be pouring rain, you would expect they do better. I'm going to I'm going to yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. put the I'm going to put the low attendance on the weather. I'm going to give them another week uh, to see what they could do. Benefit of the doubt before we before we uh before yeah, we Yeah, let me give them a sunshine game. Let me give fair, them a sunshine fair. game. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um so Sea Dragons are laying 3 um and who do you have here? Um yeah, so the spread is three, the over under is thirty-eight. The issue is is I could see the game hitting the over. Yeah, me too. Because I could see I could see this, this is a hard one. This is honestly, I think, might be the hardest one this week um, because you have two teams that both basically blew leads mm-hmm. and are in the same position. Um, so you have seen both these teams look good, and you've seen both these teams like, what the hell are they doing? Um, three, that three is tough. Um <laughs> I'm going to give the benefit and, of the doubt to the Vipers. Ah, the quarterback <laughs> room is so bad. You right, know what to going, do, man. You, you know, know what, what to do. <laughs> I'm going to end this. If you're paying attention to uh, Canon uh, XFL podcast lore, um, this would be allegedly the battle of both of our teams, um, except yes, I'm a DC yes. Defenders fan. Yeah, so. except he, uh, he... – <laughs> He excommunicated his other team or his the um, wet Vipers. I'm going. So. I'm going. Mm. I'm going. Sea Dragons with minus three. Oh yeah. Um, if this number were any higher, I would go the other way. But I'm going to take the Sea Dragons as well. All right, um, let's move on. Do you want to go the next one? Okay, I was going to say, do you want to hit the over unders on these or no? Nah, don't mm. want to hit the over unders. There. Are, they're too wonky for me this season. Maybe next year. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. The St. Louis Battlehawks will be at Audi Field taking on the D.C. Defenders, the return of the Beer Snake at 1 p.m. The uh, D.C. Defenders are favorited, minus two and a half. So, MG, who are you going with? Um, yeah, that number is very tight for me. Uh, I think I got to take the Defenders here, man. I got a home home favorite, um, lemons and beer snakes for everybody. <laughs> yeah, that home field advantage is gonna be crazy. Um, this is another tough one. Jesus, these are tough this week. Not yeah, they're tight, real tight. So, so we should mention that we are recording these in the middle of the week, so the st- the spreads might tweak a little depending on yes. you know like. Late, late injuries and that sort of thing. But we are, uh, we're recording these on the uh, Thursday, early, early mornings. It's literally 12 a.m. 
um, East Coast time, and these are the odds at that time, which is what we're picking. Um, you went with the Defenders minus two and a half. I'm gonna go with the Battlehawks. Yes. Um, uh, I'm gonna go enough, with the Battlehawks, not because I think they're gonna win, but <laughs> I think they ha- they will have enough in the tank to attempt to make a comeback, and everyone will think, "Oh my God, it's just like every other time," and then they'll miss like the extra point to tie it, and then. Um, it will be like a one-point game or a two-point game, which is why at two and a half, I'm taking that spread. Um, so, yeah, right. on to the next game, which is also uh, Sunday. This is the, yeah, this is the mid, middle game uh, of the triple header. Um, yeah. Orlando, Orlando Guardians. Guardians. <laughs> you want to just say this Go together? <laughs> the Orlando <laughs> Guardians at the Arlington Renegades. <laughs> Sunday at 4 p.m. The the Renegades are coming in as as favorites with minus eight points, which is huge, especially in this week. Yeah, especially – right, I was going to say this, uh, you know, I I don't know. uh, Terrell Buckley said he wanted to fix things uh, this week, so we'll see if he he, uh, dug down and uh, dug out some magic from – whatever hole it might find down there in Orlando. They are at home. Or no, they're not. Uh, yeah, they're at Arlington. I, for some reason, I thought it was the other way around. But yeah, th- this doesn't look good, man. This, this, I don't even think this is a uh, hard one. It's Arlington for me. I'll cover. Okay. Um, <laughs> see, here's the thing. <laughs> I know. It's... Thing. It, don't make me think about this because I might want to change my mind. No, go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get, I'm gonna hit people with some statistics. All right, there has been two weeks of XFL football so far. In both games, the the Orlando Guardians scored twelve points in each game. They lost first because the defenders, or excuse me, the Roughnecks scored. 33 points, and then they lost to the Brahmas, who scored 30 points. Now, MG, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the Renegades, who mm-hmm. only beat Vegas Vipers by two points, 22 to 20 week one, and lost to the Roughnecks 23-14. Right. Which... Lead me to believe that there's a chance if we're just continuing with what's been going on. Let's say Orlando scores 12. Then does Arlington come out? They score 22 and 14. So if we got 12, then that means if I pick the Guardians and the game ends at 20 to 12, I win. <laughs> right? This is, this is the that was a lot of math. Was, that was a lot of math to get there. Um, I can see but where like, you think they might, but I, I just got to go. I got. I I can't trust Orlando to, um, you know, score in a bleep house. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Neither. Uh, just. You know, uh, just to do it. We're going. Home we're going Orlando again, to cover the spread. That big of a spread. Yeah, and obviously Vegas does not have any faith in Orlando. So, it's an interesting I mean, neither do we for sure. <laughs> neither do we. But I will say this. As, I, as <laughs> I will say this. I always go. I always make sure when I'm betting that in my head I remember that you get three points in home field advantage mm-hmm. off rip, right? So if okay. we're doing this, yeah. then the math would state that um, if it was flipped, it would be only a five-point spread. Which I think Orlando could cover a five-point spread. Home field advantage, where home field advantage doesn't really matter because they're all playing, practicing in Texas, in Arlington anyways. These guys are literally not traveling at all. None of them. So it's like you got to take those three points off the board and let's, let's play by five. Okay, where are we at? And that's why I think that plus eight will be able to be covered because I think Orlando can make up that plus three based on the fact that 
they ain't going nowhere. They taking a bus down the road the same way they get to practice. <laughs> but oh, yeah. on to our final uh, game, our Sunday night um, showdown between the San Antonio Brahmas at the Houston Roughnecks Sunday at 8 p.m. Or as someone on Reddit posted, which I thought was hilarious, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker in a hell of an NSL match, which I just think is <laughs> terrific if you're a wrestling fan to get that. Mm-hmm. Um but the Roughnecks are favorites by four and a half points. MG, four and a half sure. points, Roughnecks or Brahmas? Oh, man. This might be, this could turn out to be the best game of the week. Uh, oh, man. I'm going to go, I'm going to take the dog here and get San Antonio to cover. I could be totally wrong because this, this, not that we're picking the un- over unders here, but the under I, the under would be a lock for me on this. So, I think it's going to be a tight game and going to San Antonio. Okay, San Antonio four and a half. Um, hmm. yeah. This is a son of a bitch of a week. <laughs> um, they're they're very tight, and the. For me, the the point, the extra points always. Uh, I think I think at some point we're gonna be looking at that as a stat when we pick these games, as far as who goes for what um, grade of extra point. And well, the stat I, mean, I could pull you know, out my ass right now because for some reason I read it somewhere. <laughs> Wish I knew the source, but it's just it popped into my head. Um, the analytics say that going for two points is the uh, best. The best option out of the right. three. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet the Sea Dragons still say, fuck it, hold my beer. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Roughnecks, which I don't love. Um, the right. reason why I'm going with Roughnecks is mostly because I feel like they're going to prove me wrong. So if you do normally uh, – run my way. I would pick San Antonio if you're putting real money on it. Um, but, I mean, the Roughnecks beat their people by damn near 10 points every time. I mean, last week was nine. Before that was the Guardians. So, it's hard. Like, the Roughnecks are the most difficult team for me. Yeah. Uh, actually, really, any team that's faced yeah, Orlando sure. is the most difficult team for me because <laughs> Orlando was so bad the first two weeks, it's hard for me to be like, okay, this team is a real contender because they you beat played Orlando. 33-12 to 12 week one, right. and then they beat another team 23-14 to 14 the following week. Like, it's just, it's hard. Um, but I just think storylines, not saying it's scripted, don't let's not put that out there before <laughs> I have Dwayne and Danny knocking on my damn door. Say, I do. Um, I just can I get your that, autograph? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you just sign right next to the tattoo I have of your quote? Um, no, I just I think that like this, like when I close my eyes and envision it, right, and I look at the stars because that's how I pick, right? Mm-hmm. We bet by reading the stars. When mm-hmm. I read the stars, um, it tells me that the storyline will be that we'll be talking about how Houston uh, roughneck in the first, um, you know, little bit here um, already ran through the state of Texas and are the champions of Texas right. XFL football, and that's, that's kind of I mean, just yeah. To me, that doesn't matter yet. Okay, fair. All right. I mean, they beat. Okay. They beat. Um. They beat Arlington, right? And then if they beat the Brahmas, mm-hmm. then they're the most winningest team in Texas in the XFL. And also, and this is just me jinxing it, so you might as well just put your money on San Antonio. But I'll say this into a microphone: just the announcers jinx. Put it Houston right on. Roughnecks <laughs> are undefeated in the XFL. Like as a whole, all time, yeah, they they were not part of XFL twenty twenty or two thousand one, but they were part of XFL twenty twenty. And if you go back to our season preview episode, you will remember with PJ Walker, they were five and zero before the league got shut down. So, gotcha. Technically, they're seven and zero in their XFL life, and they have yet to lose an XFL game. Paxton Lynch has lost twice, though. I will say that one more time. Um, just for you, MG, that 
the Renegades, <laughs> or excuse me, the Roughnecks have seven XFL wins, and Paxton Lynch has none. So <laughs> just just want to put that out there. Uh, you I know what? Nothing. Actually, MG, can you get to two cam? <laughs> Thank you. Um, actually, here's a better way to put it, right? The Roughnecks are like Tom Brady to the Guardians are like the Detroit Lions. Same logo. <laughs> Same logo. <laughs> you, you, that was low. That was That's low. Right. That's right. I got we Josh need penalty Daniels flags. Coach. <laughs> All right, let's get into our final segment. Um, MG has his uh, weekly rant that we'd like to do. But before that, um, I would like to tell people, you guys could always drop us a question um, down on our Twitter, on our Facebook, on our Instagram post. Send us a DM. Do whatever you want. Or if you're a Spotify listener and you scroll down a little bit, there's a little Q&A prompt. You could drop your question down in there. MG, we got our first viewer question. This we is dope. did. We got we Read got it. fans um, <laughs> at Mystic eight three six eight sent us a tweet and this fine gentleman whose avatar is fire. Um, no, it's li- like, literally that's it's not, fire. Yeah, that's not like a yo. That shit's fire. Like no, it's literally wood burning fire. Um, but anyway, Mystic eight three six eight says love the podcast. Do you guys worry that games such as the one featured in the picture, which was the Defenders versus Vipers, will lend to the narrative of unskilled play and poor venues that has plagued the XFL since the beginning? Keep up the great work. Would love to hear your thoughts. MG, this Mystic8368 would love to hear your thoughts. My thoughts are we've been critical on certain aspects of this. We have been, we've talked a little bit about some of the, shortcomings the league has so far but one thing i do know repetition repetition just keep plugging away it will get better they will fix things um that's one thing you got to understand i think there's more of a commitment than there was last time and barring a major pandemic um even if this year is kind of um lacking i think we're going to see more players come here to either rehab, rehabilitate, and you will see the play get a little stronger, in my opinion, at least. I don't think this is necessarily, uh, you know, a dead end. It's not something I think. I think that the and as the the weather gets a little warmer in some of these places, and you know, we don't have uh, monsoons in Vegas uh, as we did last week. This might get better. This might actually. I think there's I. I'm optimistic that we'll start seeing uh, not only better play, better attendance, and better viewership as time goes on. Mm-hmm. What say you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, me say um, I have a very unique perspective on this. Um, I'm the type of person that, I mean, all NFL players, especially quarterbacks, have egos, right? I'm not saying any breaking mm-hmm. news right there so let's put them in the mindset of lions lions are the king of the jungle quarterbacks are kings of the football field mama say mama sama makasa y'all get what i'm saying right <laughs> so if a lion sees an injured antelope what is it going to do it's going to go attack it and it's going to feast on it and it's going to eat that muff up right now yes. let's put that into the let's put that into football if quarterbacks are lions, and let's say there's a quarterback, let's say I can't think of a team, so let me just say the Guardians, who was drafted by I don't know the Broncos, that just kind of sucks, right? Right. If you were a quarterback that I don't know tore his ACL on an MVP season had to watch your backup win the Super Bowl, went to one team for a year, they kicked you out, they sent you to another team in a year, they kicked you out before the owner got kicked out. (laughs) Wouldn't you look at that limping antelope and be like, ooh, that's some quick eating. I could do this for a couple weeks, and then by the time the big boy league comes around, kind of have a better resume than what was left on the field the last time I played. And it's a quick turnaround. I don't have to wait a full offseason. I don't have to try to make up for it in training camp to earn a spot to get on a field. I could go over here. Yeah. It's an opportunity to get more tape, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so mm. I say all that by saying is I think that a lot of people are putting focus on um, the unskilled play, right? MG hit on the poor venue, so I'll hit on the play. And I think that that's actually more of a reason why we'll see more players, especially ones that were injured or kind of missed out on an opportunity, a la the, uh, the Georgia player that is being investigated for a crime. He probably yeah. might not get drafted now, right? Uh, I think he's getting drafted, but that's another I mean, story he, for another day. <laughs> but let's say unless he unless he has a crime, right. the, yeah. the draft it, it, yeah. is like I said, another story. story three for weeks day, away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So let's just say some more shit comes out. God forbid. I wish this upon no one. But let's just say some stuff happens, right? I think as you see these play, as we all moan and groan about these unskilled players, I think other players that are hungry for that opportunity, a la Carson Wentz. Don't necessarily think he comes. I think his ego yeah. might be too big to pick to take the pay cut. But if he is talking to agents, or let's say it is a quarterback that gets released a little bit earlier, say like Derek Carr, that there's not that demand for them. And they have this league that they get offered 60000 to to play eight weeks or whatever, however many weeks it is, eight teams. I forget the, the weeks off the top of my head, but you could play for this and you don't have to wait that whole year to prove yourself. And I think when that mindset starts factoring into some of these players, I think you're going to start seeing bigger names come into the league and kind of set things on fire. And yeah, it's going to suck because it's going to be like college basketball where people are doing one year and done. But I mean, college basketball is still doing fine, still has its cult following. So why can't this? This I don't. And you got to remember too. This is going to be for the diehards. Um, you're not going to compete with the NFL. You're really not. No. And I, you know, and people I think are they're being compared to the NFL unfairly, and that's just the nature of it. It's going to happen. And I just think it's a different product. You got to look at it different. Uh, you know, you can look and analyze uh, certain players. You can say, hey, I want to check out what rules are doing. I heard about this replay thing. You know, that sort of thing. So there's something else to bring, but that's all I got on that, yeah. man. Uh, you know, that also, I think, that also I think goes it'll back work to itself. the, mm-hmm. that also goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the ratings. And I'll say this last thing and move on before you strangle me. Um, <laughs> I just like mm. when people, like, I think that same way when people compare it to the XFL of 2020. Like, the world has changed so much just in the three years since that. We've, Went through a whole damn world pandemic. Like, people, mm-hmm. like, yep. just as far, relating back to the to the ratings, people cut their cable during the pandemic and haven't brought it back because it got too expensive. Shit is expensive right now. So the fact that everyone is bitching about the, the ratings, there might be people that can't afford full cable but could afford that $5.99 ESPN Plus that were not being accounted for. So... It's just the, like I said, in the ratings conversation, just enjoy where we're at. Stop, like, yes, it's you're not going to see people making Odell Beckham red-handed grabs off of their ass and kissing a baby on their way to the end zone, and that's fine. <laughs> but let's, like, no, I've never heard someone be like, man, I can't watch this college football because they're so unskilled, half of them, like, not every yeah. person you watch. If you don't want to watch it, you don't. Right. Yeah. No. No. That's it. But fair. MG, do you need any music? I got music prepped up. No, I, I don't I don't need music because this is gonna kind of be a little conversation between the two of us. Um and okay. I had you okay. Oh, oh, we're judging people. <laughs> Actually, we can judge these guys. So I mean I got judges. I happen too, to catch want to judge people. No, I happen to catch um this article from insider.com this week, uh, which okay. talks a little bit about uh, AJ McCarron and AJ McCarron basically left his job. He was injured for a couple of years, but he left his uh, cushy backup role in the NFL where he was making about $4 million um, because he wanted to play. He wanted to play and he wanted to, show his kids that he could play and then they can have YouTube videos on watching their dad play football. 
you know, um, knowing that he probably was never going to be a starter in the NFL. He's probably at best going to be third string or practice squad. I don't know if he'd even be, he might be a, a, a backup, uh, you know, a, a second stringer. I, it just depends on the situation when you see quarterbacks flying down all the time, but you know, to me, I was upset with this. I was, I was like, when I heard that, so not that I was upset with this. I think this is kind of cool. He's selfish, selfish or selfless enough to um, put, you know, put his family and put his relationship with his kids ahead of having a career um, in the NFL. Now he may end up getting, going back and getting something because he's putting some tape together and he's actually, you know, starting to get a little bit better and, you know, especially if they put him in with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, <laughs> could you imagine just signing a guy? I'm just going to bring you in in the last two minutes. That's another whole thing. Um, but so the Dan Lepitar show. a couple mil. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Dan Lepitard show had some words this week, um, and I'm not even sure which one. Basically, they called him an idiot because he isn't taking the money. Listen. He's got, why? So I'll say this. Why do you and I do what we're doing uh, what, with this whole show? Because we love football. You know, that tells me he loves the game more than he does the fucking, um, the money. And I think that's pretty cool. That's all I have. You have yeah. anything on, um, on Mr. A.J. McCarron and uh, what those uh, – I mean, Dan Lepertard I like, but he's very polarizing, and they all have top, they all have opinions. Um the one that had it, I'm not even sure which one it was. He wasn't happy. He, he thought it was, he called him an, he called him an idiot and they made him downgrade his, his, uh, his insult to like dumb or something. I don't know, but I thought it was pretty, I thought it was pretty commendable. The guy, how about you? Yeah. I've had this, I actually had this conversation with my dad. Uh, mm -hmm. My dad called me when he first started this podcast and said, did you know the guys are only making 60,000 a year? I say, yeah, but there's, you know, incentives, and I think it gets up to, like, 70 or something when all said and done, and then I think, like, possibly 80 for the championship team. Right. But he was like, why would you take, you know, over a 90% pay cut to go play football? And I'm like, well, as someone that has taken a pay cut, right, to go into something mm – -hmm that they loved more than what they were doing before. Um, right. You could put enough time into something um, and just be like, okay, cool. I've reached kind of the ceiling I'm going to reach here. I could go conquer this or I could go do uh, exactly what The Rock had tweeted about this. Like, what's your why? This mm -hmm. is AJ yeah. McCarron's why. Um, mm -hmm. And there's and nothing I, wrong I, with I, that. Um, yep. There's been there's been wise by people that have made them take less money at a job, have had technically maybe worse hours in some people's opinion. Maybe some people said or look at something and say, OMG, um, you know, how could you make that decision to move away from your family and not knowing that the family was on board with the decision and actually pushed the person to make the decision versus the person himself. There's so many factors that could go into this. And the fact that there's just like, it is a big conversation topic and I get it. You were making millions and some people that have never made millions don't understand how someone could walk away from that. But when you've already made millions in your career. Yeah. And, and I think he, like, he did get his full. Yeah, yeah, I think he did I get mean, his full first contract, right? So he's, you know. Let me see. Go he ahead and he talk. did make some money. Yeah, mm. I'm going to see what his uh, career you know, earnings cause, were. Yeah, because when, when I saw this, I was just like, this guy, um, you know, the fact that he's willing to just, you know, play these few games. Now, one thing also, $60,000, that's for – essentially one quarter of a year worth of work you yeah know? so so here we go yeah, yeah, yeah. over over eight seasons aj mccarron's estimated career earnings um and this is by uh sporttrack.com is 15.6 million dollars i think he's doing okay you i know? think <laughs> i think you know he I, is doing yeah okay i think 
Yeah, and, you know, I mean, given, given, you know, I think everyone, I, and here's the thing, is I wouldn't be surprised if we see him back in the NFL and, and doing just that, being a backup. But, you know, the fact Maybe. that now he was able to, now, you know, he was able to get a couple more years. Um, but how's uh, this, MG? Playing, playing as a starter, you know? Let's think about something else, right? Mm-hmm. We mentioned this before. They are all training at a single hub. They are going yes. away for one day, and then they are all coming back to the hub. Do you think that might lend a little bit more family time? You know? I mean, A.J. McCarron mm-hmm. is 32 years old, and according to this website I'm looking at, 178 days. Don't know why they're giving me that number, but <laughs> I felt like I had to say it since they were giving it to me. But the man is damn near 33 years old. I'm damn near 30. MG, you're damn near 78. Okay? No. If you want to spend more time with your family, Give when or you take. get up there in age, yeah. Take a like, lot. <laughs> yeah, if I made fifteen point six million dollars in at the age of thirty three, and you told me mm-hmm. for a lot of people retiring on that, yep, I'll get. And you're telling me I'll just take another sixty thousand to go play a game for a couple months, and yep. like that's yeah. But essentially, essentially, you know, between training camp and everything else, we're talking four months, three and a half, four months, you know. And 60k yeah. plus plus whatever merch sales he gets and all that and and I February do believe he's going to be yeah. he's going to be and now that my MVP is out if I had to pack another mm-hmm. or back another horse that I'm not going to do but I will say that he would be a front runner for MVP and he probably will get a little bit of bump and pay over that anyway that's all yeah. I had I wanted to bring that up because I thought it was interesting mm. well. It was. I think it was a good conversation. And on that note, MG, um, let's give the people a quick rundown of our schedule. Um, so next week's episode, which will come normally comes out midday Monday, might be a little bit later. Might be a little bit later. Um, MG and I got a busy-ass Sunday, so we might not get the chance. We might not be alive to record at our normal time. So... We're just going to record Monday morning, and we'll get it to you Monday. It just might not come around 10 a.m. noon as it normally does. Um, So just expect it a little later in the day. But until then, once again, you could send us a a YouTube comment, a tweet, a Facebook message, Facebook comment, Instagram message, at XFLPod if you want to ask a question to get on the next show or just say what's up. You can also follow me at Official Risk. It's right there on your screen at O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L-R-I-Z-K for our audio listeners. And you can follow that man, MG Geek, at the number two, Fight Forever, on Twitter. And until next time, let's enjoy another XFL weekend. And until next time, y'all, like and subscribe. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Peace.